Welcome to Beyond the Minimum, where we'll be exploring the world of work. We'll be chatting about concepts, ideas, and phrases, explore practices, and delve into what good looks like. Work can be purposeful, value-led, and more meaningful to all who interact with the workplace. This podcast is brought to you by Tanya Hewitt, who lives in unceded Algonquin Anishabe territory, otherwise known as Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. As I record this, where I live has just gone through an extreme weather event. There are power lines down, trees everywhere, and a lot of cleanup to do after this massive storm that we had received. Likely what we will be encountering much more often during this era of climate change. I listened to our mayor talk on the radio about how electricity is out at many intersections. That means that traffic lights are not operating the way that people expect them to, and that we need to remember that when electricity is not at traffic lights, at least in the province of Ontario, that you treat this as a four-way stop. This can get really tricky when you go to major intersections where we depend on traffic lights to guide us through um, the way we cross that intersection. At a four-way stop, you need to be more attentive, take your turn, and be patient. And that was what the mayor was saying that we need in abundance right now. Everything will get restored, but not immediately. And in this interim, be patient, treat all of these traffic lights that are not powered as four-way stops, and just be aware that when these types of crises happen, we need to draw from some inner resolve to know that we can get through this. Today's episode is Sayings That Should Cease. Hello everyone. Today's saying that should cease is one size fits all. Now this is one of those sayings that might apply in some circumstances, but be more nuanced in other circumstances. So we see it very often in our society when we're talking about clothing, like if you think of many hats that have a one-size-fits-all label on them, or think of things like signage or procedural instruction. It looks as though this applies to everyone. When we're talking about standards, we're talking about things like building codes or professional standards, that tends to lead itself more to a one-size-fits-all approach than a customized one. But even there, we can see that there might be some exceptions given the geology, given the, if we're talking about professional, given location, etc. But overall, there is a place for standards, I believe, in those types of spheres. However, there are many places in society where this isn't the case. I think back to the beginning of the pandemic and some commentary that I heard that when the World Health Organization, which is based in Geneva, Switzerland, a Western country, had 
instructed people to lock down, to stay at home, to isolate in order to prevent spread of this virus that we didn't really know too much about at that time. So this advice works well if you live in a Western country, have a refrigerator and a freezer, and are able to sustain yourself for a couple of weeks without going to a grocery store. But not every place in the world lives this way. There was a podcast that I had listened to. I'm not sure if I'll be able to find it to put it into the show notes because it was some time ago. If I can, I will. Uh, that talked about the living circumstances of people in Peru. And a lot of the people there are more agrarian-based and don't have refrigerators in their domiciles. And the instruction to stay at home, they couldn't comply with that because they were used to going to a market daily to get their nutritional needs. And this stay-at-home advice turned out to be this one-size-fits-all that didn't actually suit the circumstances that people like those in Peru were living. I know I've seen a program, and I can probably put this in the show notes, on food security and how food supply chains and how they are set up depends upon the local demographic. We're seeing a lot of this play out as I record this uh, concerning um, a lot of wheat and grain that is in Ukraine, which of course is in a war, and the intricacies of how the food supply has been put out of balance is uh, revealing to how local a lot of these things are. It's not just an overall prescription on how food supply chains should work. If we look at medicine, this is very exciting, I believe, because I, I think we are on the cusp of personalized medicine. When I was doing my master's many years ago, a physician was talking about the future of personalized medicine, whereby instead of getting your blood measured and being assessed against a standard or a range of values for, well, whatever uh, whatever element they're looking for or cholesterol or whatever, they would have a baseline measurement for you, your measurement, and your own blood results would be measured against yourself, not against some virtual standard with some error bars. So measuring ourselves to ourselves. So a lot of the fitness industry does this. Now, there's not meant to be a comparison to a standard, but taking a look at where you began your fitness journey and where you are now. So it is a very personalized approach as opposed to a one-size-fits-all. Organizational culture also fits into this category. So often organizations have sweeping statements on the status of their culture, that is, if they measure it at all. But any global statement is at the cost of the granular details at the local level, which are different depending on which local level you are looking at. I always have maintained that culture 
is local to a team, a work group. Many call this subcultures. It just really depends on your where you choose your unit of analysis. If the whole organization is the unit, then the sub-prefects will likely be pervasive. If, however, you start at the team level, you need to acknowledge that anything beyond this level is a rolled-up summary at the expense of the detail. It's not that it's bad, it's just that it has to be acknowledged that it's not a one-size-fits-all. Clive Lloyd is somebody who I met during the pandemic. He lives in Australia. You can see him on LinkedIn. I'll put his profile in the show notes on LinkedIn. And he has given many talks over the past couple of years since the pandemic, and some of which I have seen. So he's a psychologist, and he often talks about a course he took in his training, whereby the professor was getting people to identify with different theories that they had been taught and choose their favorite psychological theory that they were going to use to treat their patients and to present and defend their theory in an upcoming class. And I can remember Clive Lloyd being astonished at how vigorously his fellow students were defending a theory that really they had only just learned that they believed was better than the other competing theories and thought that this is the best way to treat patients. The point of the exercise he revealed to us was that everybody was right. The professor then told them they all were right. All the theories were the best because it depends upon the fit of the theory with the patient who presents in front of you. So not a one-size-fits-all prescription, but know a, a number of these psychological theories so you can assess the suitability of a theory when you see a patient that suits that kind of style. So this is only a snippet of examples, but on the whole, while there may be a role for standardization in so as far as engineering infrastructure and some professional standards, when we are talking about people, the phrase one size fits all may not be the most suitable approach. It may well be the easiest and the least time consuming, I'll give you that. But one size fits all may not be the most suitable when it comes to people. I thank you for listening. I don't know if this is your first episode or if you are a regular listener having really appreciated some of this content. I just wanted to tell you that I really do appreciate you for listening. If you would like to express your gratitude for this podcast, I would encourage you to buy me a coffee. Head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Tanya H. That's buy, B-U-Y, me, M-E-A, coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E, all one word, dot com slash T-A-N-Y-A-H, Tanya H. I will put this in the show notes, and I would really sincerely appreciate your support. In addition to that, you can rate and review this podcast, and I really, really appreciate that you are here listening to what I am sending out to you guys. Thanks so much.
Thank you so much for listening to Beyond the Minimum with Tanya Hewitt. We hope this episode aligned with you. Maybe it was diametrically opposed to you, but at any rate, we trust it made you think. The more we can think about our workplaces and start talking about them, the more we can collectively make a real difference. If you're living in Canada, please find out the Indigenous territory in which you reside and begin using it to introduce yourself. Please reach out to Tanya through her email, tanya at beyondsafetycompliance.ca. Connect and chat with her on LinkedIn. Follow her company, Beyond Safety Compliance. And remember to ask yourself the question, how does your work look? Because we can always go beyond the minimum.